right, welcome to Browns out of town. I'm not even sure what week this is anymore. I put 16. Who knows? Uh, 17 preview. Um, I'm Ray Roberts. That's Jimmy Crawford. Uh, we are on the world's worst Wi-Fi for this part of the podcast. So if it sounds stupid, that's why. Um, point of the podcast, everything Browns, just not their town. Uh, social media, at Browns out of town on the Twitters and the Instagrams. Uh, rate, review, subscribe. Make sure to reach out on social media. Um, hit the support tab if you want. Um, and then again, we might swear every once in a while because it's a Browns podcast and we sucked last week, so it's going to come up. Um, <clears throat> all stats are from Pro Football Reference. All betting odds are from FanDuel on Tuesday because I haven't looked it up since. But after that, <clears throat> this week it's an all-Ohio update, Jimmy. How is uh, yeah. Ohio? Um, oh, that was great. You know, yeah, it's, um, I've been off this week, which you would think would make for more time for me to allocate towards this, but I've been slammed and exhausted and it's a, you know, life of a, of a, of a dad with a 10 month old. So, <laughs> Hey man, it happens. I mean, the weather's been, I'm in Ohio. We touch it. We're going to attach, uh, Zoltan Kazis is our, is a guest this week. He grew up a Steelers fan, um, and is still a Steelers fan. So, I wanted to talk to him. It was a good interview. We'll attach it to the end of this. Um, so I'm not going to like go too deep into it. So you can hold on and listen to that. But like <clears throat> I'm back in Ohio for like comedy dates and I stayed on my buddy Josh's couch on Sunday night. And then I was like, you know what? I have to record a podcast. You have a pretty decent guest coming on. Like I want to make sure that like it looks all professional. So I got a hotel room. And they like were saying that the Wi-Fi is really good, and it was like thirty dollars a night. So I was like, "All right, that's fine. Like, whatever. Um, this place is a shithole, and the Wi-Fi sucks." So it was just like, "Whatever." Nice. Like, yeah. So the whole reason good why I'm staying in this place, whatever. I have alone time now, so I guess that's good. But who knows? It is what it is. But there's shows tonight. Yep. Um, had some shows on Monday. It's it's been a good trip to see some people, but it's just been like I've been so busy the whole time, just because everybody wants something, and then like podcast shit and shows and everything. So it'll be nice to be home and like not having to rush everywhere every five seconds. Yeah, yeah, that's good. Um, anything else on your side over there? Any? How was Christmas and all that? <clears throat> It was good. Um, we went home to see my parents the last weekend, the weekend before Christmas. Um, so that was nice. My, my, my sister just had a baby. So we get to see her baby and, you know, had, had the babies play together a little bit as much as they can age gap right now. But, um, it, it was a good time. We had, we had a terrible drive home though. Just the baby was not having it six hours in a car and in, in, in the same, within the same 24 was not a good idea for us. So I don't know if we'll be doing that again anytime soon, but yeah. And that's, I mean, <clears throat> I was going to drive out here and then just like all of our Christmas stuff got all scrambled and I wasn't going to bring the dog back for like an eight hour drive and then turn around like a few days later. So I can only imagine a kid in a day is just so much worse. Yeah. Yeah. That's fun. <laughs> <laughs> Um, all right. I mean, we can, uh, we'll knock this out pretty quick here. Um, we'll switch it up cause they kind of go together. Uh, Dwayne Haskins, rest in peace to your NFL career for right now. 
Um, he got cut by Washington. Um, and we'll roll it in together. I started with that because Booger McFarlane on Monday Night Countdown had quite the uh, the thing to say about it. I can't get an exact quote um, because this internet, again, is trash. But it was uh, basically talking about how African-American athletes in the NFL need to make sure that they take advantage of being a football player and not building their brand. And he said it was specifically he said it was everybody but it was specifically african-american athletes because they are 70 percent of the league and like kept hammering home that it was like all black athletes and it was just like very strange because the internet instantly was like i there's yeah and it was like just a very unnecessary take on like all black athletes when he could have just been like hey man like this guy needed to take himself more seriously yeah focus on dwayne haskins you know and that seems weird. I'll have to look into that a little bit. Yeah, the and story writes itself where you could be like like Dwayne Haskins was out at like strip clubs and like doing all this crazy shit. And then he was just like, all black athletes need to figure it out. And I was like, all right, come on, dude. Like it was very Yeah, yeah. whoa, whoa, yeah. My favorite headline from that was watching uh McAfee and and, and those guys react about it. Cause I think Zito put up uh like Dewey Haskins photographed in strip club maskless and in booty cheeks or something (laughs) (laughs) else just keeps it like in a strip club you know (laughs) yeah and it's like it it was just like the most ridiculous like and i was watching it live and when i saw that happening live and i was like "Uh oh like hopefully he just like deviates from this but it was like a four minute segment where he just like kept nailing on it and i was like oh this is why this guy doesn't do the monday night games anymore it was because he just yeah. He's tone deaf. It doesn't get it. Yeah, it's interesting. Um, Patriots got blown. I'd made this on Monday. Patriots got blown out on Monday, like real bad, like bad, bad. Um, are they just done? Yeah, I, like I saw years. I, I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. I mean, their record's good enough to where they're not going to get like a great draft pick. I don't think they'll be in the running for Shields or you know, obviously not for Trevor Lawrence, but. I don't, I don't know what the Patriots are going to do. I did like that, um, you know, as they were down by a pretty good margin, Cam Newton rushed for a touchdown and, and pulled out the Superman. <laughs> like, you're down quite a bit there, pal. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's just been – yeah, and he was like – he made like a tweet after the game or something or he was saying like he's sacrificed too much to be this bad on a team and all this stuff. And it's like, yeah, man, I get it. Like – You've been hurt, and like he looked good at the beginning of the season. And I mean, their team is just nuts and bolts, but you would expect them to at least be competitive against the. Um, it's Josh Allen's really good this year, but it's still the Bills. Like, be more competitive against them. Yeah, yeah, you would hope for you would hope for better as a as a Pats fan, but honestly, I care less. <laughs> I, mean, I like I like watching the Patriots still. I mean, it was just they've been so good for so long, so like. Watching them just be bad is very weird. Um, right. Browns, uh, updated ringer power rankings. The Browns uh, stay pretty close to where they were at at 12. Um, I don't remember where they were a couple weeks ago. Um, the only reason why I brought it up is they were behind the Colts, and currently the Colts aren't even in the playoffs, and we are. Um, so it made no sense right. to me on how that works. That and we have a win over the Colts. I don't, yeah, it doesn't make any sense. And a pretty convincing win over the Colts. Yeah. Yeah. 
at, at the point where they were at like a pretty high level of hype too. So. Yeah. That was when they were the best defense in the league, quote unquote. And like, we had a pretty good win against them. And I mean, the Steelers, since we're facing them this week, they're at seven. Um, The way they've been playing, that seems about right. So um, that's kind of wild. Like they have Tennessee, like sixth or fifth or something like that. And like, they're just so up and down. I just don't even know what to think of, like the playoffs are going to be crazy this year. Yeah, yeah, I'm excited. I mean, we'll talk about our chances and all that in a little bit, but <laughs> yeah, we'll see. I mean, we've got a good chance on getting in, but I mean, let's do a quick New York recap because um, I mean, at this point, like uh, we beat the Giants by 14. Everything looked good. Everything was solid. Um, they did what they needed to do. It wasn't as high scoring as we thought it was going to be, but um, the defense looked fine. Miles Garrett didn't look like himself, and he was complaining about like how COVID was still messing with like his stamina and stuff. So yeah, that's gonna be yeah, you could see him huffing and puffing on on the field, which you don't really see that that look from him very often. I didn't I didn't even think about like actual side effects because I, I forgot that he actually you know had symptoms too. So. Do you have any of that left over from your experience with it? Are you 100%? I'm okay now, but it was, like, in April, that was the worst part was, like, being sick sucked. Like, I mean, obviously that wasn't fun, but that was, like, three days. Um, But, like, afterwards, just, like, I would have to, like, it took me an extra week to kind of get, like, back to just, like, working at an RV store, let alone being at, like, a high level NFL player. So like I would like take walks to the mailbox and back to like get my stamina up and just like yeah. walk around the house. And so I can't imagine going back a week later. And even though he's a stud athlete, but like still, I mean, two weeks later and still being on the field is crazy, but yeah, I mean, it's going to be an issue yeah. for a while. I mean, I'm fine now, but um, you almost like, it's one of those like weird things where you don't really think about how much you use your lungs just in normal day. I know it sounds stupid because you breathe all the time, but like just the dumbest things that you do, you're like, man, I'm fucking winded and I don't have to like go against 300 pound offensive linemen. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Every 30 seconds you have to line up again. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, there's that. Um, I'm going to let you take over the Jets game because I was flying during that. I listened to it a little bit on uh, the radio, but um, it didn't sound good from what I heard. So I'll let you take it over. Yeah, I mean, obviously, you know the story. They didn't have four of their starting wide receivers. We ended up signing like two guys off the practice squad and, and just running the tight ends basically the whole game. Um they didn't come out running like I thought they would, which is kind of disappointing. You know, they, they really pushed the pass early on. Um, it was a bit frustrating, but I think that's, I don't know if it's Stefanski overthinking it or trying to play like a card where like, Hey, they think we're going to come out running. Let's, you know, try to expose these receivers a little bit, but um, overall, I didn't think it was a terrible game. Uh, your boy Cody Parkey missed a couple clutch field goals that we needed there. Um, He's still the best. We're not backing off. We, <laughs> we support him. Would have put us in a completely different situation at the end if we had those four points we missed out on. But um, overall, I mean, it, it is what it is. It's a terrible loss. Um, luckily, it didn't, you know, completely scrub us out of the playoff picture just yet. So um, just unfortunate. 
And I mean, the Jets have been hot too. They beat the Rams the week before. And I mean, so it's kind of one. It was, I feel like it almost sounded on top of the COVID stuff, like missing all the wide receivers, missing two linebackers. It almost seemed like it was like that overlook trap game that we had kind of talked about at some point um, that they're looking to the Steelers and trying to like make a a statement then instead of handling the Jets, because I mean, we should beat the Jets. I mean, our defense is just so exposed. It's, it's terrible. They looked so good against the Giants though. And I almost want to say like, whatever that lineup was, like they should have been riding with that. And I know the Giants can't score this year, um, but I mean, it should have been better than that. Yeah, I don't know. Hopefully everybody's happy, you know, healthy and ready to go against Pittsburgh because we have to win. So, well, speaking of healthy, uh, they just shut down <laughs> the facility today because a player <laughs> and a, a staff member have tested positive. So it's not really we don't yeah. exactly know who and what yet. So um, it sounds like it was a player on the practice squad. So there may be some some hope there that it didn't. You know, we're not going to see too many people out. Um, yesterday they confirmed what Andrew Sandejo, um, who else was it? Sandejo, Harrison Bryant, and Carl Joseph have been added to the list as of yesterday, Tuesday, the 29th. Um, so I'm assuming we'll find out in the next couple hours who they think will be out for the, for this game. It'd be nice to know before Saturday night as well. Um, that'd be very <clears throat> nice. Cause yeah. that was like, I think if they find like, out this early, I mean, they can usually turn it around and have them test negative. It was just the uncertainty because they found out so last minute, you know, last week. So hopefully it's early enough to get some negative tests and have a better roster look like. Yeah. And I mean, it's, we'll touch on it for like the, the preview on it. And we kind of hit it with like my, so just for timing of everything, I did the interview with Zoltan uh, the day before this. So if we, overlap it's it's gonna happen like get over it um but it's it's one of those things where like we're not facing the full Steelers squad but I almost feel like just just for them to kind of fuck us like they're gonna play extra hard because we have to win tomorrow to be in or what like the Colts have to lose to the Jags and I don't think that's gonna happen yeah the Colts have to lose to the Jags I mean any one of the four teams in the picture have to lose so uh, the Colts have to lose to the Jags the Titans would have had to lose Sunday night which they did right they lost to the Packers so that's in our favor if the Titans I think we can get into Um, I think they're playing Houston Um, the Ravens are playing the Bengals so if they lose that game we would also get in and then Miami against Buffalo, um, which Buffalo is actually playing for something. So um, that that's probably the only possible. Well, no, it's not even that. Is it? Is Miami playing Buffalo? Maybe I got that wrong. I think Miami does play Buffalo, but I think they're playing for the second seed. So they want to make sure they get it. Yeah. I'm trying to, I'm trying to be helpful, but I'm kind of hamstrung. I, it. One second. I can look up on here. Yeah. yeah. They're playing against Buffalo. So I think they are actually playing, um, you know, Buffalo starters, at least for the first half, I would think. Um, that's the only game I would fall back on is the Dolphins losing that game. Everything else seems to be a certainty that the Ravens will win, the Colts will win, and the Titans will win. So, um, but so just, you know, I mean, they need to win. Game, so, yeah. I mean, that's what they yeah. need to do. They need to win. It'd be nice if the Ravens lost and didn't end up in the playoffs. I think they have the best chance of beating us. Uh, 
I mean, all of them right. teams in the playoffs have a good chance of beating us, but I feel like I don't want to get stomped out by the Ravens in the playoffs and just like feel bad for six yeah. months. Um, yeah, or it's, it's so defeating because we we we've been you know saying hey we're in the playoff picture since the bye week basically you know <laughs> and, and uh, if we fall this far it's going to be to be rough another ten and I mean it's not even don't make the playoffs right and that's the thing it's like it would still be a ten and six season and like it's just the rest of the league has been good too like it's not it, it'd still be a good yeah. season and nobody was expecting to go to the playoffs this year. So like yeah, it would suck and it would be it'd, it'd be a bummer. But I'm not gonna, I don't know. It a ten and six season, I, I would be happy with. I mean, it would be really cool. Um, but where are we at now? We're at nine and six. Ten and five. Nine, ten and five. Okay. So this yep, game. Ten and this, five. So we'll finish eleven and five with a victory. Okay. So this game would be. I mean. I don't want us to lose the game, but I almost want to get the season right uh, just to beat you. Um, so it kind of comes down to <laughs> it comes down to who's the better. I, I mean, after our first week there, like I I don't I can't believe I'm even in the running for this right now. You know, I mean, I guess technically we both are, but I you know we laughed at ourselves after we after we calculated the totals, and it's still it's still kind of funny. I can't believe it, but. I mean, and so, like, that's kind of the big thing is, like, regardless, I mean, we would still, even if we lost it, we would still finish, no, we would finish third in the the North, but I don't know. I mean, it would be, I think if we rolled the tape back, I think I said that we might be second in the North this year, um, but I don't know. Whatever. It happens. It'll be cool, but we got to win against Pittsburgh. Uh, we might get a little bit of help. Uh, Mason Rudolph is starting. Uh, they're probably going to sit some other people. I haven't seen an update on it. Um, but the shocking thing, like I was at the uh, Smoker's Den in Talmadge, Ohio, um, owned by the brother of the owner of the Funny Stop. Um, and they had like some betting sheets there and they were giving the Browns seven points. Um, but FanDuel on Tuesday was giving the Browns, or they were, the Browns were giving up nine and a half on FanDuel. Like this betting sheet said seven. Oh. I haven't looked since Tuesday, but that's still a whole touchdown just because um, Mason Rudolph. Yeah, I, I mean, to be fair, Ben hasn't been playing that well in the past couple of weeks anyway. So I don't even know if it's that big of a difference, but that does seem a, like a dangerous, <laughs> a dangerous spread. <laughs> but we also came off of, I mean, we just got beat by the Jets. I know we were missing a bunch of people, but like it's, that seems just wildly impossible that we're going to like whoever's playing quarterback. It's crazy that we're going to beat them. Yeah. It's still, we're giving them nine and a half on FanDuel right now. Like it doesn't in Pittsburgh's plus three thirty If you just take the money line, like that doesn't, that seems crazy. Yeah. Yeah. It seems it, it's worrisome. I don't, I don't like when we're, you know, in that position. To that extent, which I'm, I feel like we need to, yeah, we need to, we need to win. I think we win. Um, I just also don't like uh, that it's that big of a, a, a favorite that we're supposed to win. Um, anything? Do you think anything happens with Mason Rudolph starting? Like any uh, pregame meetings? Anything crazy like that? Because this has to be a pretty. Good I don't. Game I don't think so. I think. I think the Browns have put all that behind them. I think the Steelers have too. I think Mike Tomlin knows 
probably, <laughs> you know, what happened and um, has, has hushed all that on his end. So I'm not, I'm not terribly worried about it. Yeah, I think it'll be okay. Like, it, I mean, it is what it is. Miles Garrett is just going to behave this game, I feel like. They just need to show up and, and win a game that they should win. Um, this one's at Pittsburgh, yeah. right? Or no, it's home. Yeah, I think we win this game. It's a home game, yeah. Yeah, the only thing that I can see happening is maybe, like, some scuffles between the offensive line and the defensive line just because – you know, Marquis Pounce, he's going up against Larry Ogunjobi all day. <laughs> and Larry had that, um, came in and, you know, kicked him while he was down or whatever it was. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, there wasn't there wasn't too much in, like, the first uh, meeting, but also Mason Rudolph wasn't playing. So, um, who knows what happens. Right. That was a weird thing. Zoltan, uh, yesterday, because I asked him about it, because it was almost like you don't realize that it was, like, just last year. Uh, and he and he's a Steelers fan, so he was like, I can't believe they even kicked him out for the rest of the year. But he was also like big on like Mason Rudolph not saying anything that bad to like do like to make it happen. And I was like, Well, what do you think? Like, why do you think like the tape disappeared? And why do you think he snapped for no reason? And he's like, Yeah, he must have said something, but it couldn't have been like the N word or something. I was like, I don't know, dude. Like, there had to have been something big for that to happen. Yeah. We'll never know. But... Yeah, we'll never know, which is very frustrating because this year we know that 100% you can hear everything on the field. Like, everything. I know. Can you imagine what that happened now? Oh, my God. That would have been amazing if that would happen now. <laughs> and then the NFL would be like, we don't even again. know what happened. Like, Oh, yeah. ridiculous. Yeah, there's no audio of it. Um, sir, I can clearly hear it. There's nobody in the stands. Yeah. <laughs> like, do you want me to send you my DVR? Like, I can – I've got audio of it at home. Yeah, I'm pretty sure NBC picked that up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Booger McFarlane would be like, you know what? You might actually have a point. <laughs> like, <laughs> Yeah. Um, all right. I mean, we could do score things. I have to still get up and take a shower and – do all this crazy shit because I've just run out of time today. Let's do, um, it. let's do a score thing. We've hit on most of the stuff here. We've got another like half hour, 45 minutes after this on our interview with comedian extraordinaire Zoltan Kazas. Um, what are you looking at the score wise? Going a uh, 17, 13 Browns. So not covering the spread. And I think, yeah, I think it's going to be like an ugly – I would say – so hold on. 17-13, touchdown, touch. I would say 13-10 um, after Cody Parkey. Close. Yeah, Cody Parkey is going to redeem himself big time or he'll miss one and then he has to he'll like – yeah. He'll, he'll hit two out of three. <laughs> yeah, he'll probably miss an extra point. That's where we'll end up. Something stupid. Like, it'll end up like that, but we'll still win. He's still the greatest of all time. Um, we can get a kicker next year. Um, but the year that we we need him, he's here for us. Um, all right. So hold tight for the interview with Zoltan. Um, it was fun. It's kind of like our, like our usual episodes where we – it ties into football um, eventually. We hit on some other stuff. Uh, we hit on some life stuff, so that's good. 
Um, so it's a fun time. Do you need to promote anything, Mr. Crawford, at Beers Bourbon? No, Barbecue? no, I'm good. Um, Let's hope the, uh, the next episode is more official, better produced, and uh, leading into a wildcard matchup. Yes, yes. We'll we'll have that. It'll sound better, that's for sure. Um, and then um, hopefully we see you in the playoffs. At who is Ray Roberts on everything, who is RayRoberts.com. I'm at um, Skyline Comedy Club next weekend. Um, so come to that. You can find all that online. But until then, go Browns. Go Browns. Backstory on it's Browns Out of Town podcast. I don't know where I'm going to put this yet. Um, we have a very special guest. It's Steelers week. Um, we don't usually want to talk to these people, but um, <laughs> I <had laughs> recently worked with a very funny person um, who is from the Pittsburgh area, not originally. Um, no. but we'll let him figure that out and tell us about it. Um, but it was, it's good timing. It's kismet. Um, it's the holidays. He was gracious enough to give us uh, the time to do this. Um, ladies and gentlemen, the only person who looks better without long hair, Mr. Zoltan Kazis. <laughs> Thanks. That's the best introduction I've ever had to my new haircut. I was so I was thinking about it when we had that weekend at Skyline and like that chick came up to you and she was like, you cut your hair. And you're like, yeah, I lost like a whole bunch of weight, too. Uh, <laughs> so I decided <laughs> to cut off the beard and cut my hair. And I've been like trying to lose weight, too. And I'm like, man, I think my beard makes me look fatter. And I was in the mood. It, uh first of all i like your beard but even when i weigh the same now as i did you know six months ago when i had long hair and a thick covid beard and i looked i look like i weighed 30 pounds more than i do well my family doesn't have like a, a first chin we have like a ver like a button chin and then like a second chin underneath it so I, like <laughs> yeah i i'll shave it and i'll look like i'm 30 but i already look like 25 26 and then when I shave it, I'll look 19 again, but then I'll just look heavier when it's not shaven. Like, it's, right. I don't know. It's and, a weird thing. When, when you weigh more than you should, a beard makes you look thinner. And then when you lose weight and you have a big beard, it makes you look heavier. Yes. Yeah. And then so you, it just depends on which side of the scale you're on as, as to where you should have a beard or not have a beard, depending on what you're going for. And that's I'm I'm in my weight loss journey, um, and I'm about halfway to my quote unquote goal weight. And I was like, it says I've started doing Noom. I don't think we talked about our diet. Welcome to the diet no. podcast. Um, yeah. I saw you like counting calories in the green room. I don't like I pay attention to people very closely, and I saw you like looking at the label and stuff. And I was like, oh, maybe he's doing Noom like I am. But it's oh no, I wasn't doing Noom. I was just keeping track. Okay, so I yeah. mean, I have to spend money and make it worth my time for me to do it because I'm a psychopath, but and I don't have like I'm not good with like rules that I set myself. So, um, and so I'm like my goal weight they say should be like good by March, and I wanted to like book getting pictures and stuff, and then I was like maybe let's get there because as soon as I got here, like I was physically ill today for how much bad food I'd eaten just being back in my hometown. And then I had a salad and I'm like, oh, I can take on the world now. Like we're, we're good. <laughs> and I just didn't want to do that. So um, we'll lead off with, uh, so if Jimmy was here, Jimmy is at a dinner. I mean, you guys won't know this cause I'll splice it in and make it look professional, but 
I mean, why not pretend like we're in a, a world where this matters? Um, but let's do, we'll start with Zoltan here. How's San Diego? We'll do the San Diego update. Um, I heard you guys are getting rain out there. Yeah, we, we got rain yesterday for, uh, you know, all of like an hour or two, which is way more than we ever expect. Um, so I don't know, it messed, like it ruined my boxing gloves. I forgot I left. That's the thing, like in San Diego, you can just leave things outside and it's not going to get ruined by anything. And then I left my boxing gloves outside and then they just soaked up the rain. So it was like two sponges. And so I had to throw out my gloves. And uh, that's something that like you can't even like that padding in there too. Once it dries, it gets like that. It gets like crackly. Like yeah. It gets riddle. Yeah. It, it ruins the glove. I don't even know if you can get the water out because I was like squeezing it and I could hear it, but it wasn't like draining out. So it ruined my boxing gloves and, uh, but yeah, I mean, that's not something you have to do. Like people leave rugs and couches, like outdoor patio furniture uncovered throughout the year, never expecting rain. And then when it does, you're like, oh, we just ruined a lot of furniture and, and things. This is so great. How long were you in PA? Like, were you there long enough for it? Because you, whatever, quick backstory. Like you came from Hungary with your mom, right? Yeah. And then so did you already have family in Pittsburgh? No, that was so my mom got married and the dude lived in Pittsburgh. So we lived in Pittsburgh from 91 to 95. Okay. Like, or maybe, yeah, 95. So we were there like four, four years. Um, and that's where I got all my sports allegiances. So I'm a Penguins fan and I'm a Steelers fan. Um, and. And yeah, and then then we moved to San Diego, which I mean, just to just to compare the two, like we always talked about sports at school. I remember we got ducks, these little baby ducks that hatched in our first grade class, and you know we talked about how they look like the penguins, like they had the penguins colors to them. Yeah, like sports was always talked about. And then I moved to San Diego, and I didn't realize uh, that they even had a football team until they made it to the Super Bowl. And I'm like, you guys have a team? And they're like, yeah, yeah, we got the Chargers. And I was like, oh, and I, I, you know, I still pledged allegiance to the Steelers. And I don't know if it's like, uh, even if it's a regional thing, because I moved from, I mean, everybody on the podcast knows, but I mean, we've known each other for a cup of coffee. Like I moved from <laughs> Kent, Ohio, or like Ohio, I moved around Ohio for a little bit to Wisconsin, which is like, it's all the Midwest. Like I made a joke at one of the things where like, I, I have a big 10 joke that like I that's the only way I can do shows in that area is because I want everybody to know Big Ten football but like even moving from eastern Ohio to Wisconsin like just they've been too good at football for too long right. like where it's just like a thing that comes up every once in a while they'll be like oh yeah the Packers played this weekend and it's like well no like if I'm used to if the Browns win we have a great week for the <laughs> whole week until Sunday and then if they lose, we're just pissed off until Wednesday because then we get over it. And then we're like, what if we win this weekend? Right. And so it, that's like the fluctuation. But I don't know if anybody like outside of that like area really pays attention to it. I mean, I guess San Diego has like an, in a to a lesser extent, Wisconsin has like nature and outdoor shit. Yeah. Where Ohio, it's just like I've been home for two days uh, for just a couple shows and like i landed it was gray it was dingy and i was like oh no wonder why i was so sad for like 30 years <laughs> and now you go to wisconsin and it's still the midwest but there's the sun 
yeah it's friendly people like like extra friendly people um not that ohio doesn't have friendly people but it just has it's it's kind of like pittsburgh uh at least the time i spent in cleveland it's a it's a it's a mill city you know that's why it's funny that they're rivals because they are the same city it's shelbyville and springfield like (laughs) it's it they're two hours apart uh they both have a steel background or a mill background and blue collar workers and one has a very successful p- football team and the other one did before you know the NFL started and then since then they've been struggling but i can't wait for you guys to win a super bowl um just because uh after like i've i've gotten to see the steelers win two and now i don't care now i can just watch the games like i still get sad when they lose but i don't care if they win a super bowl ever again in my lifetime because I've already gotten two, which has been awesome, and it's someone else's turn to win. I just want well, us to be competitive. Like once, once LeBron came came back. So like when he first left, and I, so I'm originally from the Toledo area. So like, uh-huh. I had the Browns weren't around when I was a kid because I was born in '90. So like the Browns were like out of the picture by the time I was at an age to watch it. So I grew up a Packers fan because it was either like the lions or like just pick a team and brett Favre was around so i, I picked the Packers, yeah. and then and same with basketball like i was a pistons fan because when i was a kid detroit's right there and they like won the championship then and then you move to the other side of the state and it's a completely different world like there's like western ohio is i mean i say like toledo is the only city i've never seen anybody be in like I could drive down the, the street in Toledo and there's literally nobody there. It could be a hundred degrees out. It could be zero degrees. I will not see a homeless person. And then you'll walk into a place and there'll be people there. And it's like, were you, do you all live here forever? Where like <laughs> Cleveland, there's like people around and like doing stuff and like they're all together. So it's a completely different world. So then you just fall in love with it. And like the, when I go to Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh's one of my favorite cities, period, just because like you said, it's Cleveland, but it's different. Yeah. So like you just go there and you're like, all right, this is a different city, but you feel at home. Everybody's nice. You go, I'm from Cleveland. They go, boo. And you go, yeah, I know. I don't like it either. That's why I'm here. And then they're on your side. Like, and it's yeah. like the whole thing. And it's the same. I mean, it's like everywhere else, but then you go to Wisconsin. And like you said, it's people are too nice. Like it's disconcerting. Like I yeah. feel bad asking for something there. Like, right. you know, I sent an email to get booked at that club that at Skyline that where we met. And I was like, Hey, uh, can I have this weekend? And they're like, Oh, well, people don't usually ask. And it's like, well, how do you get things done? <laughs> like, like, I feel bad for asking people to be on your show. Like, am I just supposed to show up and you'll like, give me a ham and be like, here, here's seven minutes. Like, I don't get it. But did they end up giving you a spot? Yeah. I have another weekend next weekend. So that's good. That's great. That's awesome. And it's, and, but like you go there and they're just so nice and you feel like I'm used to like people, like they'll ask you once if you need something. And it's kind of nice being home. Like I went to dinner tonight and like the waiter came up and he's like, do you need a refill? I was like, I think I'm going to be good. And then I didn't see him for a half hour. Like it was perfect. We're there and especially, and Bridget, she's a sweetheart. I love her. I love getting drinks from her, but it was like every 10 minutes, like, are you guys sure that you're okay? And it's like, I promise I'll tell you if I'm not. yeah Yeah, they're they are extra sweet i feel like we need those people to make up for all the uh all the assholes that we have in the world like you have to especially in our country you have to have like the overly attentive nice people to help balance out all the uh you know all the dipshits yeah and i think that's i i think that's important too and it's one of those like 
a different podcast, different time, but I've like started doing mushrooms lately and like yeah. you'll, you'll, you'll pop out of it. Uh, we talked about it in the green room and people yeah. there. So I guess I should do like a background on that. So I just, before I did mushrooms, Zoltan was there like a few weeks before. And then uh, my little project finished and I've done them a couple of times. And like, you like wake up out of that haze and you're like, everything's so mean all the time. It was so nice <laughs> like wherever I was. It was so nice. And people just need to be nicer or at yeah. least try, like at least try to be nicer. And I'm kind of a dickhead too. And I know it. But like, yeah. I want to try to be nicer. And you're just like, why can't everybody do this? And they'll be like, way cooler. Yeah, I mean, it's a it's a battle of and I battle with this, too. It's uh, no one ever wants to consider the idea that they might be wrong. So you have a bunch of people running around that are dead set that they're correct. And that's just a recipe for argument and meanness. And that's where we're at. I think that's, and that's something that I've hammered through. And it's kind of one of those, like when you're looking for a red car, you're going to see a red car more often. Yeah. And I think that's kind of been on purpose. It has been not to get all like woo woo spiritually kind of weird, like speaking into the universe thing, but it's really been true lately is like, I've been, you just see it everywhere, especially with this pandemic where everybody's inside all the time. So they've got like the Twitter thumbs all the time and they like, want to shit on this or be like this is the worst thing ever and it's like yeah you're right but like what's the nice thing that you've looked for today and right. <laughs> there's something like i'm and the thing that's more made me upset is like the 2021 is going to be here and everything's going to be perfect and it's like well what did you do to like make it better like did you do anything or yeah, is it probably this? not it's probably yeah. especially the first half of 2021 is probably going to resemble all of 2020 uh, maybe in the summer it might turn around, but uh, for the most part, I think the first six months of next year uh, is going to be the same. But we're well, all kind of holding on hope. Of this year, like we're the best three months probably of my life in like comedy work. Like I was scheduling to move, make big steps, and then you're like, "All right, I made all these big decisions. Like we're ready, we're putting the work in. It's finally starting to pay off." And then you're like rewarded with a shit sandwich. And yeah. like all these people are just going to be, and I feel like, I mean, I know you're working, you're putting energy into stuff. I'm trying to do work as much. I, Chris, the guy who I'm recording at his studio, we just spent an hour talking about like, you're putting the work in behind it. And right. it's like, it's going to pay off. Like these people who took, you need a break. And I think everybody took that month or two where they're like, all right, let's make sure everything's good. Let's make sure everything's safe. All right, back to work or doing something different. And it's- yeah it's it, i think that's going to pay off in spades for everybody so i think that's a big deal I, I i think so too and i think we might have said this in the green room if i didn't i i think i said it to someone else i'm like i was talking about me and the projects i've been working on since everything stopped and i'm like i really think these are going to pay off in the long run but even if they don't it gave me a reason to wake up during uh, a time when there was nothing to do and it gave me hope and it helped kill some time constructively. And it put like a smile French on your press video that you shared, like you started working that bit out. I don't know if you just started it that weekend, but then you end up getting that, you shared your French press video the other day. I don't know how many, I haven't looked to follow how many likes and stuff like that or how many views it got, but I watched it and like, I knew like your bit behind it, which is a great bit. And then yeah. you make like just a video teaching people how to make French press coffee. And you're like, this is funny because if somebody comes to the show, they're going to be like, oh, shit, I saw that video. Like, there's a really good, like, it just, 
it's yeah. going to come full circle on it. And then somebody who's just like, I, it's, there's no reason to be funny. It's like, this is, this is what we were made for. Like, this is what we're supposed to do. We're supposed to make people look at this in a different way. And it's, I said it the other day on, cause I'm more words than like videos because I'm bad at it. But yeah. like, um, like I said it the other day is that it's really inspiring how this whole thing turned comedians into Facebook moms, like overnight. And like, and it's just like, you can't have fun anymore. You can't say things like everybody's running for president right now. Yeah. It seems like, and it's just like, go on there, have fun. It does more now than ever. It doesn't matter. And yeah. I think everybody's going to have a blank slate come in whenever it's all up like you're just gonna be like all right cool that was the end times this is now let's go like let's do it and especially if if you're the point of your tweets are this you know pipe dream that you might be president one day uh why don't you take notes from the current president and go let it rip because yeah. nothing's gonna slow you down if you have fans so yeah, just... if you have a cult like i have my other podcast is literally called the mushroom and comedy cult and the whole thing behind it is just like we're going to be straightforward is that we want you to give us money for this. We're going to call it a cult and we want you to follow us blindly. Like that's yeah. all we want. So it's just like, and that's the same thing with them. And some chick that I know like tweeted, I have two friends that are getting vaccinated today, which means I have better friends than everybody else. It's like, no, you just have friends that like, you're like you're, you have privilege to have friends that can get vaccinated today. Like, yeah, you either have friends that have weak immune systems, are senior citizens or are frontline workers. That's all that means. Right. And it's just so, and it's the same chick who like talks about like privilege all the time. And she was like, she shared an article of, it said, um, people who live in the suburbs, rural areas, conservatives, and African-Americans don't trust the vaccine. And she was like, this is something that I would never think would overlap. And I was like, do, do you talk to anybody but like affluent white people? <laughs> because right. like, this, is, this is the world that we live in is nobody trusts it, especially a group of people who've been fucked by the government for so long. Right. I mean, the, we have a hippie community here in uh, San Diego called Ocean Beach. And we went there a few weeks ago and there's only two there's two groups of people that are anti-maskers in San Diego. It's the like far right conservatives and hippies, which in any other setting, they should be so far apart on all their ideals. But the hippies are like, this is a this is the government's controlling us, man. <laughs> and then uh, so is um, so is the right side. It's it's actually really funny. And that's um, I forget what his name is. Is it Ryan Long? I always get him and the other guy from New York mixed up. Like he made a video where it was like how the far right and the far left, how they'll just overlap at a certain point. Oh, yeah. And like the point of the video at the end is like, we both really don't trust the Jews that much. And it was just like uh, this whole, like, and that was like the big payoff. And I was like, God damn it. And then I shared it. And somebody's like, this isn't funny. And I was like, it's not funny because it goes against your whatever. So funny. Right. I mean, like, <laughs> so football's a thing. Uh, Dude, I, I know we're going back to football in, in yeah. one second, but like, that that was a bit I was working on a, a year or two ago and I could never get it to work because people have picked their sides and it's kind of putting the mirror on them. But I'm like, if the people on the far right and the far left would just take one more step back, they'd bump into each other. Mm -hmm. they'd, they'd be like, whoa, what are you doing here? And you're like, oh, because we're both doing the exactly the same things. We just have a different color jersey on. It is sports. 
Like, well, that's, that's why I love sports. And I, I have a political background. Like I worked for the Democratic Party. Um, I worked for the Obama campaign in 2012 for free. Um, and then 2014, I ran like a Democratic campaign. And like, I just gave money to like Democratic people this last cycle, like everything, like you're supposed to check off all the good boxes. So I feel yeah. like I paid the price to be able to talk wild shit. Cause like, that's part of living in America. And like, if you're just sitting here and like, yeah, we could sit here and jerk each other off all day talking about income inequality, but it's not gonna get anything done. So it's just, yeah, it's yeah. One of those weird things that like people are like, and they all put themselves in their own group of friends. And it is, it's, and that's why I don't like, I, I mean, back to football and it's kind of a good thing is like, I don't want to sit and talk to Browns fans all day. Like I know what they're going to say. Like, I, right. I mean, me and Jimmy, obviously we have a Browns podcast and it's fun, but like we make fun of like the Browns media more than anything else because they want to like, they have the same, I've been listening this year and they don't have a show anymore because we're actually good. So like, they can't just say fire. Oh, the really? That's hilarious. Yeah. Like they can't be like, we need to get rid of the quarterback. We need to fire the coach. What are we going to do next year? Like, we're like, all right, we can make the playoffs. And then it's four hours of them talking about a, a fumble that happened or something. And it's hilarious. So it's, it's pretty much what's going to happen to uh, liberal talk shows once Biden gets inaugurated, because the only popular ones are when it's against whatever's in the office. I remember Mark Marin talked about that because he had during the Bush years, he had a podcast or a, not a podcast. He had a radio show on Air America that was very left leaning. And then it was like, well, once Obama got elected, that whole thing died out like Air America was gone because why do you need a champion for that side when you're in power? Like it's well, not the same necessary. thing happened with Fox News. Like they had to like they had to create the the worlds against us. Like right. narrative on their side but then it wasn't that hard because the world was against them and like, so it, it was it, uh like the sarah silverman uh video where it was like uh she said that she knew somebody who used to be like in the clan or whatever but because those were the first people in their life that like were nice to them and <laughs> somebody could like been beaten like they're and, like it was like a sad story but then she was like he found these like these skinheads or something like that that were nice to him and brought him in and he's like oh everybody's against me except for these guys these are the only nice people this might be the right way and right. then he like sees all these other people who are nice and they, then he's like oh they were way wrong but like at least he just had to try harder so yeah. i don't know um, life makes you who you are so why do you stick with the Steelers so you said you were there for 4 years what well, how old were you from 91 to 95 I was four years old to eight years old. So I was young and, uh, you know, that's where I got my allegiances. And when we moved from Pittsburgh, I was pretty homesick. I mean, moving from Pittsburgh to San, San Diego sounds amazing, except if you're in the second grade and you just lost all your friends and now you got to go make new friends in a new place. So I tried to hold on to things from Pittsburgh that I enjoyed and the thing I could hold on to was sports. So I always kept track of the Steelers. And so, I mean, obviously, I mean, to some people, it's going to be weird, but that's pre-internet days. So did you have to, like, yeah. get the newspaper? <laughs> like, did you to, like, how did you keep up? Like, was it SportsCenter? Was it... Yeah, ESPN. Um, and then they would still show, like, I mean, I still struggle with that now. Um, they'll still show Steelers games out here. You just definitely won't get every one. You'll get, like, uh, eight to ten a year which is still a really good amount. That's still then, 
Yeah, that's still pretty good because they're they're you know a, a good team, so they're going to play enough Monday night games and have enough featured games on CBS um, that you'll still be able to catch a lot of the games. Um, so yeah, I was able to keep up with them that way, and I just remember watching that Super Bowl where Neil O'Donnell threw it to threw like three interceptions to the same guy, and because I was on the I was in the third grade. And they had a thing, like, they on the board, they're like, uh, who do you think's going to win? And everyone wrote their names on the Cowboys. And I was the one kid that wrote it for the Steelers because I was the only Steelers fan in the entire class. And I just remember watching that game going, damn it, I got to go to school tomorrow. And we got our asses kicked. And yeah. <laughs> thankfully, it was a bunch of third graders, so most of them didn't even watch the game. Most of them were, like, playing Pogs or, I don't know doing making out with their sisters i don't know what people were doing in the third grade but like i went in all nervous and then i realized nobody i was the only one that even watched the game so well that's fine. so since i grew up in toledo hbo actually did a documentary about my high school um while I, like i think it was my either junior or senior year where like toledo was supposed to be in michigan like that's why like ohio state versus michigan is such a big rivalry and they call it like the, they used to call it the battle of toledo or whatever because uh, there was like an actual war over Toledo, which I feel like Ohio lost, but we've gone over that before. Um, and it was because of like ports and shit like that. So like, yeah. that was like the whole thing, but my high school is like right on the border. So like, it's a 50, 50 school and like Michigan just wrecked shit for like all of the nineties and early two thousands. So that's kind of that same thing. Like if you were an Ohio state fan, like you'd have to be like, all right, we're going to do this. And then you just got just worked for 10 years. So yeah. your one game was like a decade of my life. Right. And that's why, dude, I, I'm pulling. And I, this is so arrogant to say, but like the Steelers don't have a rivalry with the Browns. No. Or the Bengals. I no. mean, the Ravens, kind of. I mean, the Ravens, that's our rivalry. The last couple of years. That's it. Yeah. And it's actually really cool to see the Browns have a good team because I was not into Baker Mayfield. I just saw Johnny Mansell 2.0, and I'm like, how does this team keep picking the worst quarterbacks? There's always, like, that guy with the jersey with all the Browns quarterbacks on the back, like starting with Tim Couch and all the way down. And, and I'm like, how do you guys keep making the same mistake? But I guess they were smart, and they saw something in Baker Mayfield that I mean, I'm no professional, but I was like, that guy's going to be a giant loser in this league. And he hasn't been. He's he's erratic sometimes, but he's very talented. It's year three. I mean, we've hit it on here. Uh, thank you for listening to the podcast often. Um, but we, <laughs> I'm just talking about that. Like, nobody listens. Um, but they will now. Um, but like, it's his third year. It's his fourth head coach, really. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, like the whole systems are all messed up and you can see, you saw his rookie year where he came in and broke the touchdown record for rookies um, in not a full season. So like, you know, where the ceiling's at and it's very high. You just have to work it towards him. So he's not like, like, he's not going to be a Ben Roethlisberger where he's eight feet tall, 500 pounds and can like shrug off defenders all day. He's not yeah. Lamar Jackson where he can run all over the field. Um, he's more of a timing, like he's in that, like Tom Brady, you have to be in a timing offense. Um, he's got an arm, he can do all that stuff, but he's 5'11", six foot, maybe like, so he's smaller and it's going to be a problem. 
Um, but Stefanski's done a good job, and this is year one. So, like, at that middle of the season, everybody was piling on him to get out of him, and that's mostly Cleveland. Like, most of the league doesn't care because, I mean, it's Cleveland. They were, like, under the radar this year after not living up to it last year. Um, like, and in the same division, you guys were undefeated for 11 weeks or 12 weeks yeah. or whatever. And so he kind of got to hide, but they tried to bury him under stuff like that. And unfortunately, he's against two of the more like a Hall of Famer and Ben Roethlisberger. And then mm -hmm. if he stays good and learns how to throw the ball a little bit more consistently, um, a Hall of Famer with Lamar Jackson. And then you've got uh, what's his nuts down in Cincinnati, Joe Burrow, um, who if he can come back, he's going to be a stud of a quarterback. Yeah. So unfortunately, he's either third or fourth on the best quarterback right now. And he's just going to get piled on for his whole career. But if he brings, like you said, if he brings home a Super Bowl, like the Cavs after they won their their championship, I haven't watched a Cavs game in like two years because I don't live right. there anymore. Um, they suck. I don't care. I got to see the championship, but it, like the Browns, like he'll be a made man. Like he'll be like Bernie Kozar took us to the playoffs and looked good for a few years, and like he can go and just like be hammered all the time in Cleveland, and nobody cares if he wins a Super Bowl. I mean, it, he can be the mayor. Yeah, if if Baker wins the Super Bowl, he will. Uh, that will count for as many Super Bowls as Tom Brady won. Like that's the for Cleveland. That's the same amount. Like that's he's God. And I actually think the Steelers are a couple years away. Whenever Ben Roethlisberger decides to retire next year or the year after, I don't know. Um, I feel like the division's gonna flip because I think we're gonna have a hard time finding a replacement quarterback, and everyone else has a stud. Joe Burrow's really, really good, and then Lamar Jackson and Baker. So I think ne maybe next year or the year after, the Steelers are going to be the doormat team of that division for at least a year or two until we figure out a quarterback. Because the quarterback of the future for our team isn't on our roster. They've, well, they've already tried. You've got Jason Rudolph starting this weekend because they're sitting yeah. Ben Roethlisberger. Uh, yeah, they're sitting him, and, they're, and we saw enough of him last year to know that he's not the guy. Uh and the then that guy with the he's the most famous for getting Miles Garrett suspended the rest of the season, uh, <laughs> because he's because he's a punching bag. Um, how do you? And so I talked this. I did a podcast with a guy from Philly. Um, he kind of does close to the same thing we do, but he's he's based around the Eagles. Um, and like that was the first question he asked me was about the Miles Garrett thing. And only yeah. because, like I'm sick of talking about it because it was it was already last year, but it, it's pertinent because. Uh, he's Mason Rudolph is playing again. Like, how did, how do you feel about that whole situation? Since like you're a Steelers fan, uh, but you seem like a rational human being, which doesn't yeah. usually overlap. <laughs> Same thing for like, like anything AFC North, like you, you pick your team and you're like, whatever it was, I'm right about it. And our team was fine. Um, but like the whole situation, how do, how did that feel from you? And then maybe if you keep touch with anybody in Pittsburgh. I mean, I don't, yeah, I don't keep touch with anyone. I, I have friends that are Steelers fans, but I don't think they live in Pittsburgh anymore. Um, the Miles Garrett thing, I can't believe they suspended him for that long. All he did was hit a guy with a helmet. I, I thought that was football. I mean, that's like after the play football. How many times have we seen that in a football fight? There's like people fighting and there's always one asshole who takes his helmet off and starts swinging it like a purse. And that's what he did. He whacked him in the head. I, I don't... I don't know. I know it's like my team and stuff, but 
It's not like he did it to Ben Roethlisberger. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, he, and after like the the news came out that he was like thrown around the N word, and then they were like, "Well, we don't have any audio of it." And this year, we found out you can like there's microphones all over the field, and now with no crowd, uh, you can hear every single word the quarterback says. Yeah, on live television, but somehow there's no audio. But he didn't say anything wrong to get that. Yeah, I I highly doubt he said that because like how many black people are on the Steelers? Like half of his O line. Like I don't I don't know. I don't think he could get away with yelling that at a player uh, once or multiple times without his fellow teammates going. Are you serious? Like I don't care. I don't care what you're a quarterback. We've all worked that job where there's like that racist dude where it'll like pop out every once in a while, but you're like, ah, Steve's like the best at this and we <laughs> need him right now. And you're like, we'll deal with that at some point. And then yeah. like, it just like, maybe he'd like had never done that before. And then like, cause like, again, don't hit somebody in the head with your helmet. Fine. Especially when it's like the highlighted game of the year, but like Miles Garrett writes poetry in his off time. So he's not like he lifts weights, writes poetry, and plays video games, and then hangs out with his dog. Like I, and it, I don't mean this in like any demeaning or weird way. Like if he was the first like openly like homosexual player that came out, I'd be like, all right, like he's the most interesting, complex dude that I think has ever been in the NFL. So it, like right. wouldn't surprise me if he just like if that's kind of why where he's like, all right, I just, I wreck shit, but like, I'm also like, cause you don't see him like with a girl around town. He's like one of the richest people on the team now. Like he just lives with his dog and his brother. And like, maybe he's just like that weird dude. And he's like got social anxiety or something, but like, like it wouldn't surprise me in the least. And then you're just like, all right, cool. Like what, like, what are you going to do? He's Miles Garrett. He's going to kill you. But like yeah. to get him to do that after like, he's been in the league for, this is his what fourth year or whatever. Like, for him to snap like that, there had to have been something. Because, like, he plays D-line. He's had to have heard everything in the book. Like, there had to have been something. I'm sure he heard something, or something snapped. Was he having a rough game? What was going on? And I don't even remember how that game was going when that happened. We we were we beat the Steelers. Like, we had just beat the Ravens a couple weeks before. We beat the Steelers. And, like, it was there was four seconds left in the game when it happened. So and he like, just was, lost it. Yeah, they were getting chippy. Like, it was, like, it was getting to that point where, like, everybody was kind of, like, the game was over. Everybody was kind of trying hard. He hit him after the the whistle. Like, it was a, like, call the 15 for roughing the passer. Like, he shouldn't have done that. But then it just, like, snapped. And it was it was wild. Like, I know it's a rivalry game, but it's also 2019 at the time, not not the 60s where like people had right on the I, I i don't i don't know if mason rudolph said that i don't think he did just based on like i feel like his own teammates would have kicked his ass if he did but if he was a racist i think mason rudolph is a perfect name for a racist like if you if you heard that name you'd be like wait is that from the history books was he like a southern general like during he's the civil from alabama or something too yeah. like, like he's comes from that line and he's kind of got that face too like you just yeah. got a face you want to hit like, and I've met Ben Roethlisberger in person once and he was very nice. Uh, yeah. My next door neighbor growing up, uh, he went to, um, I forget where he went, but he almost played for the Patriots, but his kids went to Finley, um, which is right up the street from Miami U and Ben Roethlisberger's college girlfriend went to Finley. So like they would hang out all the time and he came over and rode motorcycles with like our neighbors. And like, he was super nice when he was really young, but like, you've heard bad stories about it, but like, you've never right. heard 
like whatever. But like for me to know that the backup quarterback for the Steelers is kind of a shithead before he even played, I was like, well, why do I need to know this? And then it comes out and he's part of like one of the biggest things ever for the Browns. It doesn't make sense. Yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't make sense. I have no ill feelings towards Miles Garrett. Uh, the only one I ever actually hated was that Vontaze Burflict guy. For the Vontaze Burflict for the yeah the yeah because he like he would take out like our star players and I'd be like like you know if you want to whack our backup quarterback in the head with a helmet that's cool man yeah I don't care but don't go after like Antonio Brown and stuff like that that's gonna mess us up in the playoffs like yeah, go that's after James Harrison's job. Right. Yeah, right. that's what James Harrison does. Which here, like, State, go flashes. I I I miss violent football. Like it, it's very weird with this whole movement of the last ten years, where they're really trying to like make a very violent game not that violent. And I get why they're trying to do it, concussions and all that stuff. But it's very weird, and the punishments don't fit the sport. Like swinging a helmet to someone's head, like maybe a game. I don't know. Just give us some money. But... Two games, give the money. It, it was the primetime game, and I think you're right. And who's watching? Like th- that's why they punished him so hard. They're like, oh, it's the primetime game. Who that doesn't like football is watching, and then is writing a strongly worded letter to the commissioner? I don't think anyone like was comedy. that mad. I think it's honestly like comedy, where like you got. Like, you know, and especially now, like, you know, comedy fans are going to, like, show up. I'm going to use them as an example, like Shane Gillis, like people who are going to be watching comedy and just want somebody to be funny. They're like, whatever. Like, that's what he does. He's going to say something like, yeah. racist. I don't care. But like SNL, where like they're trying to appeal to everybody. And I think that's where the NFL is like, we already have our NFL fans. Like I'm going to watch every Sunday regardless. I don't care if they're playing in shorts and it turns into flag football. I'm watching every Sunday, but they're trying to get like the guy who's just at a sports bar and watching. They're trying to get people's wives and girlfriends. They're trying to like expand that whole base. So when you see somebody like slamming somebody in the head with a helmet, you're like, well, shit, we can't have that on sunday night like you can't have that in our biggest game or thursday night whatever night it was and then somebody's gonna be like well that game's too violent and they're gonna tell people like the concussion thing already came out and they're gonna be like well i'm not gonna have my kids do that i don't want them to get hit in the head with a helmet yeah i mean i I don't know i i get where they're going with it but they're almost acting like they're a company about to go public and have like stock options and it's like no you're not because that means you would have to pay more taxes than you do and zero they're a non-profit company exactly so i don't i don't i don't get it um football's violent people are gonna have brain damage from playing this game even even if you find them fifty thousand dollars or whatever for spearing someone it's still gonna be the same i i i do like the fact that they're protecting star quarterbacks but the backup I don't get it. You know? <laughs> yeah. Like, and it, it, yeah, let that happen. I mean, who cares? I mean, it's not Patrick Mahomes. Like, Patrick Mahomes is the league now. If anybody, t- it, it was the same thing with Tom Brady. If anybody gets near him, like, fine, throw the flag. Like, that's that's the money. That's the that's who you want to protect in this league. But, like, even, like, Baker Mayfield, I guess, because he's my quarterback, and I'll get pissed if I don't see the flag. But, like, 
whoever, Matthew Stafford was playing with a broken back because they'll just sacrifice him. Just it oh, doesn't yeah. matter because he plays for the Lions. Like yeah. at least do that. So yeah, I get what that is. Um, so I, I mean, I told you this takes a half hour, and we're here. We are forty five minutes in. Um, where do you see? We'll we'll finish up quickly here. What do you see happening through the playoffs now? So like the Steelers um, were eleven and zero lost three in a row, won yeah. last week after looking like shit in the first half, and yeah. now they're resting Ben Roethlisberger uh, to have him ready for the playoffs. Do you think that's going to get in the way of continuity? Because once it's the playoffs, you have to win one game at a time. It's not right. like season-wise. How do you see your team week by week, single game, single game? It, it depends who we match up with in the first round. Um, I, don't th- I don't see us beating the Chiefs or the Bills. So I think the only way we could get through is someone at one of the lower tier teams knocking them off. And I could see us beating the Titans because didn't we already do that this year? Uh, yes. And it, yeah. was, it was close, but it, it was, was close, but we beat them. And, and the, that the was the COVID part... week that you guys got screwed out of the uh, bye week too. That's, that's true. That That's true. And uh, I, I feel like we could beat the Titans. So depending on how it all lines up, if, if someone else could take out like Kansas City and the Bills for us, we could have a shot. But I don't, I don't see that team. There's been too many injuries on defense. Like they don't bring up how we lost Devin Bush, uh, and and we also lost uh, Bud Dupree, and they still talk about yeah we got uh, the the Watt guy who gets like 15 sacks or whatever. But missing those pieces to go into the playoffs is I think those two those are too big. I think that's the bigger issue than. Ben Roethlisberger being in prime form, which he's not. He's had five bad weeks. And the off, like the offense is just trash this year. Like it's just not yeah. good. Like the defense until like Dupree and Bush, like you said. I mean, Mika Fitzpatrick. I don't know why anybody throws the ball across the middle like ever. He's he's. Um, I mean, I haven't. Not that it's even been that long, but it's very Palomalu esque. Yes. Where anytime there is a big play to be had, he's just there. And I'm like, how'd you get there? I, I don't know what you're doing. Out of nowhere. And it just, it yeah. makes no sense. And he, like, that, for the first time that we played, that was my key to the game or whatever, is don't throw anywhere near him. And yeah. literally the third play of the game, there was a pick six from Megan Fitzpatrick. It's like, just throw whoever, I don't care if Jesus himself is going across the middle, throw to somebody else. Like, I don't Throw care. it away as yeah. opposed to throwing it in that area because it's Anywhere bad. Near it. yeah. um, but all right. So there's that. Uh, how do you, so the Browns are favored by nine and a half points this weekend. Just because oh, yeah. Rudolph is playing. Do you think one the because we need to win the game to get yeah. into the the playoffs for sure? Uh, either that or the Colts need to lose uh, to the Jags, and I mean I don't think that's going to happen. Um, but I also don't think the Browns are going to lose to the Jets. But you, that's what you're going to do, and half your team's missing. But um, yeah. do you do you think the Steelers make it competitive? I know like it's the defense is still going to be there, but like the offense not being good and us having to win. Do you think this Browns team looking on the outside? Because I think they do. I think um, – I honestly think we're better equipped to win a one-of-one one game than the Steelers are. I think the yeah. Steelers are, like, a big um, – they have to be rolling to kind of do it, where I think the Browns, they can catch lightning in a bottle four games in a row. Um, but who, again, I mean, I don't think we're beating the Bills. I don't think we're beating the Chiefs. But anybody else um, 
if we can just keep Lamar Jackson from running for, for 700 yards, I think we're all right. Uh, <laughs> but I think um, other than that, like, I think we can win this week, but I don't know on the outside looking in um, of me just blindly believing in them, or if you think it's possible this week that the Browns win to get in the playoffs. I, I think the Browns definitely win this week. Uh, and even if they don't, I know the Colts are playing the Jags, but Philip Rivers, the quarterback, of Indianapolis and he loves to throw out of nowhere interceptions to the defense. Like he's so good at it. Like he's so good at blowing any game, anytime uh, that that's a possibility too. So I definitely see the Browns beating the Steelers. I don't think, I don't think the Steelers can beat any team without Ben Roethlisberger uh, because our backup quarterbacks are that bad. Like Mason Rudolph is junk. Like we, we got a good look at him last year. He is not you don't good. believe in Duck Hodges. I thought Duck Hodges played better. At least he won a game. Uh, you know, and then he was garbage after that. I mean, I remember watching games with my girlfriend, and she doesn't follow football. And I'm like, yeah, this guy's claim to fame is he's a champion duck caller. And he is going to be our quarterback today. So this should be interesting. And it was like a feel-good story. But, you know, he was still bad. Uh, the quarterback I like the most out of the three is uh, Dobbs out of Tennessee, the guy without eyebrows. I think he's the I think he's the best of the bunch, but I'm also a comedian who is out of work. So what the hell do I know? Um, you have but a yeah, there's no, cat. there's no way the Steelers are winning. Like you have a famous cat to pay your bills, so you're you're all right. You're never out of work when you have that. <laughs> We're doing all right as long as she's breathing. <laughs> I was telling my buddy today on my way to dinner and I was like, and he's like, so, cause whatever we're on the record. We'll be in earnest real quick. Cause I was like, I like talking to Zoltan. He's like, he's got a following. He's really cool. And he's got a famous cat. And he's like, why did you bring that up? And I was like, because some random person brought it up at our show. And I had to be like, so uh, what's the deal with this cat? <laughs> and it's, I've never had to ask another adult that question. And it's just so fun yeah it's so crazy and anytime i post something there'll always be like one person that says i don't care how's jessica doing jessica. and i i had that happen on my facebook page uh last week or something i think i posted a picture i forgot what i posted it might have been a clip from my podcast and and uh someone just wrote yeah 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 how's jessica doing <laughs> 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 whatever that's a good merch opportunity like you just need to have a shirt that says like jessica's fine <laughs> like just, just just fine not even not good not bad just fine um, it's so weird to pivot away from that stuff but yeah it's it's uh like i have to give a cat update otherwise some people will be disappointed yeah it'll be like it's so well. crazy like those like those drunk ladies from st louis who were like we came up from st louis uh, because we saw the cat videos. Yeah. You what you're about. Like, all right, cool. It's crazy. And and they'll always, they'll, they'll never be disappointed in the show. Like, they'll yeah. always go, listen, we thought you were funny. We like your jokes. But we like to hear about Jessica. And I'm like, all right, I don't know how many updates about a cat you can give. Uh, she Man, lives a pretty inactive life. Yeah, I mean, if, if they're there, if they're buying tickets, I guess take what you can. And, it's, yeah. and it was only in here, like, it was only a few people. So, like, if it was, like, if you're on stage, because I was talking to um, my buddy Dwayne works with Nicole Byers every once in a while. Mm -hmm. uh, 
and like I apparently like during her show she'll just have random white ladies like yelling nailed it like over punchlines and stuff so as long as you like you don't have like that level of like people like it, it like Larry the Cable Guy has to have people just yelling get her done at him on the street so like at least that's not happening so like you have like a famous enough cat where it doesn't overshadow you too much no yeah that's the good thing that's a great thing about the uh low 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 end fame that i have it hasn't stopped me from doing anything and (laughs) and (laughs) if anything it's it's opened a few doors but it hasn't shut any either so i think that's the right amount like you don't want to be number one because they will find something to cancel you about uh you want to be under the radar you know you want to be successful enough to sell some tickets which i definitely didn't do in wisconsin but like in, in wherever market you go, uh, you want to be able to sell enough tickets to have a living, but don't don't be famous enough to where, not even that you can control that, but try not to be famous enough to where they try to end your career, you know? Yeah, those are wise words for, uh, I think, everybody. I think if, if anything, if anybody's learned anything through COVID, it's be good at what you do, but, but don't be too good at it because there'll be a hundred people who are going to fill your spot as soon as you get too expensive. I guess. Yeah. In, in, whether you're a comedian, an actor, a plumber, don't be the best plumber. Just be an under the radar plumber. Don't, don't have a snappy commercial with a jingle because they're going to find out that you cheated on your wife and then you're going to have to lose half the business. So just under the radar. Yeah. I worked at a car dealership where, um, I mean, whatever they, she doesn't listen if she does, it doesn't matter. She's not my boss anymore. So like the owner, like there was like a quick rumor that she was like, uh, having an affair with somebody who worked there. And yeah. like, it was years after I had worked there and she had like called me and she's like, who are you telling this? And I was like, I don't, I haven't even talked about you in two years. <laughs> like, I don't know what's going on. She's like, well, it caught to like the, uh, whatever like the better business bureau or some shit like that like they called her and it was like yeah and it was like so she like got to that point where like she ran the most successful toyota dealership in a small town so like somebody some advertiser was like well what's this going on you're like it's for anything it's like just be there make your money like be a ghost get out of there and then number two man number two yeah Uh, if, if we could learn anything from jim kelly number two for for many years four years in a row yeah Yeah. um all right cool uh i mean anybody who doesn't know who zoltan is who's listening to this podcast um which would be really offensive if i brought you new fans um to me i'll I'll, I'll gladly take them don't don't (laughs) you dare besmirch that bring them on over Oh yeah, I mean, I'm like, I want the people to to do it because it was one of those like, all right, this guy's. It's very weird that like you kind of not to say that it was like a new voice because you've been doing it long enough and like you're good, but it was like a new perspective and it's even like a different change up to it. Like where it's still silly and it's still fun, but like you're also like like the Civil War bit that you were doing. I don't know if you're gonna make it into like a longer thing, but it was like. It was like a very, like, you were making a point, but it was still, like you're saying before, you, nobody was choosing their side, but it was still, like, fun where you're, like, it's crazy that we're, like, close to another civil war, but it was still silly fun. And you don't get yeah. that overlap very often. So that's very fun. So if he's in the area, go see him. Um, this will be really exciting. I'm excited for this to come out. Uh, pimp out any of where you need people to go see your stuff. 
Uh, uh, all of my social media is Zoltan Comedy. Uh, that's the handle. So Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, TikTok. Uh, and then subscribe to my YouTube channel. There's two specials up there. One of them's got a lot of views, and then the other one's got a lot of views too, but not nearly as many. And yeah, I put clips of my podcast out there, and then anytime I do get to do stand-up, um, I usually try to add like a travel vlog in with it and try to make it fun. So go go do all of that. And if you ask him to sign your person, he will do it. Um, I've seen it. I've seen it happen, especially if it's your birthday and it's your first comedy show. Um, it was so weird. That guy made me sign him too. Like, and it was, it was, in, it was kind of, a, uh, it was not fun because he was like, "Oh yeah, you were here too. Can you sign me?" And I was like, "Yeah, whatever, man. Like, <laughs> just go home." But all right, so take cases, everybody. Thank you.